Mr. Downton. Mr. Downton. Yeah. Um, Mr. Pete. Mr. Pete. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. <laughs> I don't want it. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real one. I don't use it. Not in your vocab. Down to dog. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? It's dropped the draft year, so um, it's that's the best week uh, in the um, in the year for me in terms of uh, nerdy basketball. So yeah. I'm so excited to see what happens on on Thursday. I'm very excited. I'm sitting here with my Gryffindor mug filled up with coffee. I've got some great questions for you. I'm really excited about this podcast. Uh, I know the Thunder okay. stuff isn't super exciting. Because fifty three and fifty seven, uh, there, there's just there's not a lot to be had there. There's a chance they could mm-hmm. find somebody that that works out, um, but usually those dudes don't. But I think the draft is going to be interesting. I think with the Kawhi Leonard news dropping, I think that something could happen on draft night with that. I think it's yeah. going to be very interesting. Um, all that to say, please join us for our draft party at Anthem Brewing. We'll be there. I'll be there probably 5.30-ish, so will Jay. So if you want to come early, you can come hang with us. But we'll be there from 6 to 9 at Anthem Brewing. We're going to watch the draft together. And please go to downtodunk.com and fill out your own bracket. It's just the first round now. Uh, We've had to make some edits to it. Um, Again, shout out to Micah Alcorn for all the time that he's put into this. Uh, Thank you guys that have... Uh, pointed out some guys that were missing. I think that we should be good. If there's anything that's not there, just tweet at me at Andrew K. Schlecht um, with anything that's not there, any problems that you're having. But go fill that out for a chance to win some really cool prizes from all of our sponsors. Now, McKelly, I've got some questions for you about this draft and about Thursday. My first one is in the top 10, there are so many big guys. And Mm -hmm. it's really, it's a lot of people don't (laughs) think this draft is not good because it's like big guys aren't as useful as they were, you know, 10 years ago. But Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and order these guys. And Aiton, Bagley, Jaron Jackson Jr., Carter, and Bamba. I want you to put them, what what would be your order? If you were making a big board for an NBA team, what would be your order for those big men? Okay, so uh, here we are not discussing any mock draft. It's my personal uh, board in terms of, in terms of yes, pay, right? we're not we're not talking fit. We're just talking in a vacuum. You have these big guys. Uh, you have these five big guys. How do you rank them? Um, remember that, uh, like when I do this stuff, um, I tend to uh, include fit as one of my major, major uh, point of discussion when I, when I discuss prospects, because sure. I think uh, that, um, and like we, we made this um, specific example uh, offline just before the, the podcast, um, Enes Kanter came into the league as a, 
enormous talent, big. And in the first year of his development, um, the major focus was on offense and not on defense because of um, who was uh, was he playing with and the coaching staff that changed afterwards. And he never developed that. So uh, since I cannot do that, um, I'll probably go with Aiton at one because I think that he's the more likely to succeed in any circumstance. Um, so without any information about the team, I will go Aiton first because he's so physically gifted and uh, he has like the tools to be everything you want, really, because he has, he has good feet. He has a very, very interesting shot. Um, his, his length is um, more than optimal for big. And so he has all the tools to succeed. Um, and I will put him first. Uh, then the second one, uh, that, do you agree on Aiden as the first one? A hundred percent. He has the highest ceiling okay. of all these guys. And he's a monster. Okay. He's a literal. Uh, he's a literal monster, as well. Yeah. On the second, like um, with the second one, I will. Um, I, I'm very conflicting on this uh, because, to me, the the median outcome of Jaron Jackson is way higher than the median outcome of Mar- Marvin Bagley. Um, but but like the mean outcome, so the, the the ratio between his ceiling and his floor for Bagley is much much higher, mm-hmm. because Bagley can be a generational big that can score in any possible way. He he's the better athlete of the two by a, a decent mile. Um, he he has these instincts on offense that are amazing. On the other end, he cannot play defense or at least he didn't show anything. And so I'm very conflicted and probably I will go here with a safe pick in, in Jackson as the second one. Yeah. But I'm, I'm again, to me, it's, it's really close. It's not that far. Yeah. And there's a massive backlash against Bagley. And I feel like I've been guilty of it some too, because like you hear about the Kings considering him at two and you're just like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Uh, yeah. but, th- but the truth is Marvin Bagley could be the rookie of the year next year and come in, put up 20 and 10, especially on that team. Like he's going to get all the touches. He's going to get the chance to, to do everything. And he's a guy that could develop a top level offensive game for a big guy. And his handle isn't horrible for a guy his size. Uh, I'm still a little bit worried about him being a center. I think that you're kind of conceding the defensive end a little bit if he Mm -hmm. is your your center. Uh, But you could just develop a high-level offensive team. You have uh, Bogdanovich there. You have Buddy Heald there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just run. And I don't don't love the De'Aaron Fox fit with him um mm-hmm. just because fox isn't a shooter but if you could ever develop that you know it's not it's not the it's not a great idea because i think that you have luka Doncic there and you just have to take him um yeah yeah you have to i mean to me uh, a disclaimer to me don't you should be number one period no okay. no question like it's it's by a mile mm-hmm. to me. and that's by a uh, mile okay yeah yeah i know yeah. to me to me to me there's a it's not it's not by a mile but there are two tiers to me between um in, in, at the top of the draft uh Doncic's first year by himself and then there's Aiton and then we we can discuss uh, from uh, down there but yeah. like Doncic to me 
is so special and and he, like he's a he's a player that at the age of 19 can do what most players cannot do in in their entire career at a yeah. very good level he can post up he can do use floater he's a decent finisher at the rim one of the most like um one of the um to me the one of the biggest flaws of his game is not being like Kyrie type uh finisher mm-hmm. um he 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 can literally play the point at 68 uh, with the threat of the shooting. Um, like, how can you not pick the player that is the prototypical guy that for for the actual and probably um, future NBA as your f- number one pick? Just because you think that athletically he will not uh, hold, even if that hasn't been tested, really? So it's just speculation. And you don't really know which kind of athletical peak um, he, he already has because to me like Doncic can work a lot on his body like quite a lot yeah so, no, no, I I, yeah I get it um, I would take him number one as well I've said that repeatedly yeah. um, do, do you agree and we'll move back into the rankings mm-hmm. after this question do you agree that Aiton has a higher ceiling than Doncic um that that's a dif- difficult question, uh, and um, since like Aiton has the tool, the physical tools to be to be everything, that that is that is real. I mean, he can be uh, your I don't know more athletically gifted than Bead, which sounds really scary. Uh, but what if on the other end you have six eight Manu Ginobili, who's the best player? I don't know. Like Manu was probably one of the best like top top 10 players uh, in his time um and he was kind of limited because the size like don't you see it's really six eight it's yeah. not it's not like a professor's uh, measurement he's managing nobly six eight probably better court vision or close to that so i mean who, who's the best player i don't know less uh, athletic than manu do you think do you think he's less athletic than manu he, he's now but his body is not lean as lean as he could be. Mm-hmm. And if you if you trim like um, a few pounds here and there, um, he will not be like as athletic as Manu. But Manu could never post up uh, like oh, sure. a wing. Yeah, like Doncic can really post you up. I mean, I saw him like in the uh, last game, like um, yesterday. Um, I, I like I saw a few clips, and he was really posting up everyone. Mm-hmm. He was fighting uh, for rebounds against like two, uh, six, ten guys. Yes, that's uh, the number. And we like we no issue whatsoever. So I mean, I don't know. To me, to me, um, if Aiton reaches his ceiling, um, which I think it's less likely than than what Doncic will achieve, uh, then it's a question, uh, and they will be close. But to me, um, like the, the ceiling of Doncic is really to be one of the best player that the, the, one of the player the best player that ever played the basketball game because he he absolutely can. Sam Vecini made the comp to Joe Johnson. Uh, do you, do you feel insulted by that? No, no, I, I don't feel insulted because I mean Joe Johnson was a great player that decided to move uh, and make more money uh, and go with like questionable choices um, team wise. But he was very gifted. Um, 
And to me, there's one part uh, missing, like a main part missing in Joe Johnson game, which is like if you take Joe Johnson, like prime Joe Johnson, and then you add uh, the uh, point guard skills of, say, Chris Paul. Is, is that the top five player? I think so. Yeah. Like the willingness to play the point and the, the ability to, to find players in the, in the opposite corner with ease, with one-handed pass uh, over your shoulders. Like Doncic is, is a crazy good passer. Joe Johnson was never the best passer of the league by, like, it wasn't probably um, not in the top 50 yeah. of passers in the league. Mm-hmm. Like if you add that part of his game, how cannot he be uh, like a top five player? If Joe Johnson is your, is your comparison. Mm-hmm. No, I think that makes sense. I love him. I would take him number one. I think Phoenix yeah, would be a little bit foolish to not. Um, but I, I just think that at the end of the day, Robert Sarver is going to look at Aiden um, yeah. when he comes in for a workout. And he's a big University of Arizona um, supporter. I just think that he sees him and has probably watched him too because he grew up in Phoenix and sees Aiden and is like, that's our guy. If we have a chance to get him, like he's a local kid, like bring him in. He's he's a monster. And I think people, and obviously they're very carried away whenever they say this, but they look at Booker and Aiden and say, it's like Kobe and Shaq. But it's it's really, it's like, I don't, I, I don't think that either of them are as talented as either of those guys. Um, but that's what people are saying. And I'm, yeah, I, no, I, I, I get that. I get, that. I'm so worried about the IQ, the basketball IQ of Aiden, like, yeah. and the willingness of, uh, doing, do the, the right things, uh, on defense. Uh, sure. those to me are, are huge question marks. Um, that like basically no one answered. Um, you hear like even Sam said like I saw him make um, a good pass after a pick and roll sometimes. <laughs> so is that is that is that a tendency? Is that something that he wants to do? Like those things are are shallow to me. And like I trust Sam Sam Bicini because he's one of the best, probably one of the top five analysts uh, out there in terms of the draft. And so you have to trust his judgments. But even like. I'm not sold. Uh, I'm just not sold on, on what Aiden can be compared okay. to what Doncic is. No, I get it. And I'm, I, I'm just, I've always been on the side of, I can see why they would take Aiden, but mm-hmm. I would take Doncic. Like I can see, yeah. I can see what these guys are seeing and that he could yeah. be a generational type big. I mean, it's, yes. I think it's like 10% outcome, but maybe you take that risk. Okay, let's get back to ranking the big. So we have Aiton. Yeah. Jaron Jackson. Is Bagley next for you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and then um, I'll finish my ranking with a question to you. Um, yeah. I think this is the he, most int- one of the more interesting things. If you're, I think, I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. Um, if you're going to draft today and you have Gobert or Al Horford, mm. what do you do? Oh boy! You know the outcome. You know the like. You know their entire career, mm-hmm. and you can. Who do you want? I think I take Horford. Me too. That's why I pick Wendell Carter before Mobamba. It's an it's, it's a very interesting question because, like, Bamba has a crazy ceiling. I'm a. I just don't know that he can get there. Is yeah. uh, he? He has to. I don't know. I, I think people are underestimating 
what an outlier Rudy Gobert is for yes. his size, the motor that he has, the way that he moves, um, the impact that he makes on the defensive end at that size. I mean, there's there's been guys that have had this kind of length and athleticism and uh, Muhammad or CR Sine or however you say it was drafted mm-hmm. by the Sonics because he had that crazy standing reach and because his mm-hmm. arms were crazy long. He could touch the rim yeah. just by reaching up. Yeah. And the I dude, remember him and the dude never played. And yeah. I don't, I think Bamba is not that I think obviously Bamba can play like the dude has mm-hmm. touch and skill and he's a brilliant kid. Um, and you know, I don't, I'm not saying that he should, he's like Hashim to beat, but to, no. to hit the ceiling of like a Rudy Gobert that can shoot is where like the people that love him, that's what they say that he is. And it's like, okay, well like pump the brakes because anybody that posted up on Bamba could score on him, you know, yeah. which is yeah. horrifying. And you look at Carter and Carter doesn't have that crazy high ceiling where he's like the number one guy, like on a championship level team, but you can see him being like a, like a Horford or like be what Andrew Bogut was for the Warriors a few years ago, where he mm-hmm. is solid on both ends, can really distribute the ball. He can shoot it. Um, and he was at Duke. And I think, I don't know if we mentioned that specifically with Bagley before, but Duke is is like Kentucky and they're both trying to do certain things on the basketball court and they're pigeonholing yes. these guys to do certain things. And, you know, I, I don't know that, I don't think that we've seen everything out of either the Kentucky or the Duke guys in this draft. And I think that there, there's going to be a few of these guys that pop up in the NBA and we're like, whoa, I didn't know he could do that. Or I didn't yeah. know that was in his game. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to happen with a lot of these guys. And they may all, to me, like their talent level of all the guys that are going at the top that coming from Kentucky and Duke are so high that they could all come out and be good. I mean, I think yeah. that that's a possibility. I don't think they all will, but I think that there's going to be a couple guys and it could be even, it could be even be Marvin Bagley that were like, whoa. Like we really nitpicked a guy that had way more to his game that could do so much more than we thought that can move his feet better than we thought. You know, he played, they played the zone at Duke and it, I think it made Bagley look weak as a defender. Um, I don't know. I just don't know about both these teams. And and the same goes for Wendell Carter. Like Wendell Carter could end up being, you know, better than Jaron Jackson and Marvin Bagley. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me, but just because I don't, I don't know about Duke. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird system. Their defense was weird. Uh, they're really pigeonhole guys. And I, I don't know. Wendell Carter is very, very interesting to me just because he can, he's kind of a, like you mentioned, Al Horford, Marcus all do it all big guy. Yeah. And like, um, when we, we covered him in our, um, episode a few, a few weeks ago, um, I said specifically, there's nothing about Wendell Carter that pops, uh, and you say, wow, he's doing these things. Uh, but on, and, and that's the same with Horford. There mm-hmm. are a few things 
that you, if you are a nerd, you say, well, wow, he did like a cross court pass, uh, no look, or uh, he he moved um, trapping the pick and roll uh, with an hesitation, so that blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. These are not high popping uh, plays for right. sure. Um, but Carter, like when we when we evaluate bigs, it's really important to project what they can do well and um, consist- with a consistency level that is uh, required uh, from the NBA, um, uh, the NBA level. And so to me, Wendell Carter will, will do a lot of stuff particularly well. Like he will shoot it from day one. Uh, whereas other guys like Bagley, Jackson, Bamba, even Ayton, they will not be good shooters uh, in year one. I mm-hmm. think that Wendell Carter will be a good shooter in year one, uh, a solid one, a guy that you have to close. Um, and, and another thing, as you said, I mean, all these picks are hard to evaluate because they mostly they played with another big guy. Um, and most of the time you say, well, Bagley, um, we cannot evaluate him um, as we should because he was with Carter. But also the opposite is true. Like, Carter playing as a full-time five with no um, known spacing floor on the court could be completely different from what we saw at Duke. Like, if you have a guy that, is, that has a, like um, seven foot five, I think, wingspan that can shoot threes and play very good team defense, that is an enormous value to have on a basketball court in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And... I would take Carter over over Bamba just because Bamba's floor scares me. Like it yeah. really does. You could come away with nothing or with a backup center, you know, if yeah. you if you take Bamba. Or he could Yeah, be, there's there are a yeah. few spots where I can be more certain about Bamba's future. Like if you tell me that um Dallas drafts him, mm-hmm. I can say, Well, yeah, I mean at least he will be a rim running center that can finish picking rolls. Yeah. Uh, which is something that he showed he can do. And he will not be a bust. But if he goes to Memphis or to Orlando, like I'm scared. <laughs> like I'm really scared about the, the ceiling. Well, maybe Orlando with Clifford would be a good landing spot as well. But yeah. it's starting to like Chicago. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, if Carter goes to Chicago. I have no issue with him there because I w- I know that he will fit in, uh, and with um, Laurie will be a great great pairing because oh, yeah. they can both shoot the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that fit a lot actually. Um, yeah. Okay, so our your ranking: Aiton, Jackson, Bagley, Carter, Bamba. Yes, I. I, I just don't still I, I I hate the backlash on Bagley, but I just don't know where to land on it. Like I want to put Carter over Bagley just because oh, I feel like okay. it's it's such a sure I feel like Carter's more of a sure thing than Bagley is. But Marvin Bagley and Savasini was making this comp like he could be Amari Stoudemire. And yeah. you know, Amari, while his career ended early because of injuries at his or wine or bathing or, <laughs> or wine. Hey, I think that he, he wouldn't have played the the two years that he did if he didn't bathe in wine. McKellie, I think that it gave him a longer career. I just don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I think that I would put Carter over Bagley and okay. that may seem unfair. Um, that's still where I land. Okay. 
Next question. Would you take Aiden or the field, which is the rest of the, the four players that we discussed to be the best big in the draft? So like Aiden or the field, which one would you take as far as like a bet? Like you're, you're placing a bet when? on who's going to be the best big in the draft um, for their career. The field. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds stupid, but um, I'll have like that. Can I explain why? Yeah, yeah. Um, I say this because I trust the development uh, of bigs uh, in, say, Dallas, and and probably, uh, yeah. I mean, Memphis is okay. Like I trust that some of the teams uh, will 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 get something good uh, from either Jackson or um, or one of the Dukes, um, mm-hmm. and they will be really good. Aiton, like again, he has like the highest ceiling, but the percentage of outcomes where he actually uh, gets there. Uh, it's not as high as like the, the the old four combined. Yeah, no, I think his ceiling is much much higher. But the like the median outcome of the other four is the the, the mean outcome of the other four is much higher for me. Yeah, no, I think that's a smart play. Um, okay, how far does Luca fall? What's your what's your guess? Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I think there's a lot of smoke screens. Yeah, uh, I may I may be uh, very wrong on this, um, but like Sacramento is one of the te- the few teams uh, that I know that travel in Europe several times to mm-hmm. watch Doncic. Um, they like Porter probably. They like Bagley, yes. Um, but what if they they are just mixing things up and try to get something? For the second pick, yeah, where they where they say, well, we want Bagley. Say that Atlanta really want ba- wants Bagley or or Jaron Jackson, and you say, well, we just give you uh, the pick number three and say our nineteen, whatever they have, they probably have, yeah, nineteen for your second, so that we know that we draft the guy we want. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that Sacramento smart- that smart? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> and there's another thing that, that tells me that he will be will stay at two because the other option, which I cannot, uh, well, I don't know if I like or not, uh, but say that they do the trade with with uh, San Antonio. Yeah. There's no way, <laughs> no way that Doncic goes to three in that case. Mm-hmm. If San Antonio is speaking, Doncic is there, full stop. And that's, I mean, that's one of the better case scenarios for San Antonio in this, don't you think? uh, There is a, there is a scenario that I like better. Uh, Well, at least I, I, it's comparable to that one, which is getting um, Sacramento's peak from Boston plus uh, Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah. Which is a trade that I I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Even if I, I know the downside, I know the, the fact that uh, you don't have a point guard, you cannot attack switchy defense without a very good point guard, blah, blah, blah. To me, the full um, lineup, full wings lineup uh, is so interesting. And you, you still have Scary Terry up there. 
yeah, yeah, you have it. You have a smart, uh, like if you have like four shooters, four real shooters with Mm -hmm. smart, it's not the end of the world. And that's a team that I feel like can really compete with the Warriors in the finals. Oh yeah, put put Marcus Smart on Curry, and then switch everything. Yeah, but you start with with Smart picking Curry full court for an entire finals. They could but do it, and if you have a yeah. healthy Kawhi, like Kawhi that was at the level he was before he went down, yeah. I mean that's he can he can match up with KD. Yeah, if if you're picking anybody, you know it's him, and then it's Paul George, but it's you start with Kawhi. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, where do you think Kawhi goes? And do you think it happens on draft night? Um, I think, what if it's just a way to make sure that the actual TPE will be used? It, it's possible. I think that they're, like everything should be on the table right now. It's probably too far down the line, isn't it? I don't know. I can't pretend that I know enough to say that. You know? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. And so, because they have, because the reports are that he hadn't even sat down with Pop yet. Yeah. And so, what if he does sit down with Pop? Because the the Spurs were in the same situation with Lamarcus last year. Yes. And they were able to smooth it over. Now, there's a crazy uncle involved, and there's always a crazy uncle. There is, (laughs) or a crazy dad. (laughs) That's right. And I don't know. I mean, it could. I, I would suspect that he does get traded. And, you know, there was the Kawhi message to the media, I want to be traded to the Lakers. And then there was the Spurs message back to the Kawhi camp that said, don't hold your breath. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know if that was a Woj thing or if that was a Spurs, like if that was like R.C. Buford or Pop saying like, don't hold your breath. Like we don't, we don't want Lonzo Ball. So don't, don't think that that's going to happen. So, you know, we're going to, and if you're the Spurs, like why would you want to deal him to the Lakers? I think that you would probably rather deal him to Boston or to Philly. And you feel like you could get a comparable, if not better package from those teams. Yeah. To me, there are two, um, well, Sacramento is a very, very interesting oh, uh, situation. Yeah. Like very interesting. First, I mean, I, I don't care about what Kawhi wants. He's under contract. He will be traded wherever. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't. You decide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has no say. Um, and I don't think, because I really don't think, that teams will be more inclined to pay more because of the possibility to resign him. Um, I say this because, like, Kawhi isn't, if Kawhi doesn't have a full healthy season, I am not sure that you can pass on a five-year max offer from the team that holds your bird rights. So say that he goes to Sacramento and plays 40 games. How many teams will offer a max just like this? Yeah. I don't know. And on the other end, you have like a five-year max because Sacramento will offer anyway. Oh, yeah. It's, it's close to the DeMarcus situations. Like DeMarcus is not a, as good as a player, yes. But how many max offers will DeMarcus get? I don't think that many. No. And the injury of, of Kawhi is not a light injury. It's not like, it's not nothing. It's uh, something that can be 
persistent in your career. And so I don't really know uh, if that if the fact that he is not likely to resign today in Sacramento really affects um, the offer of the Kings. And so the, if I am uh, I'm San Antonio and if I can get the number two pick and like a Bogdanovich or say um, uh, a Buddy Hield, that probably is my top pick mm-hmm. uh, um, because because I really trust uh, Luka Doncic. Um, so in tier one, there is Sacramento and Boston. Um, the offer of uh, Kyrie plus the Sacramento pick, um, top one protected, is as alluring as the one in Sacramento. You get a better player. Um, you get probably the best player uh, in Kyrie. Um, but the Sacramento pick will not be as good because A, 2019 draft is not as good as the one that we are covering now. And B, because likely Sacramento will not end up last, probably. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. Uh, it's not likely to be... Um, well, it's as good as the number two pick that they will... Uh, in terms of position, it can be at most the numbers uh, number two. Um, what about tier, what if it, what tier. if it's Jalen Brown and not Kyrie? What if they're like, no, we're not dealing Kyrie Irving. He can help us deliver us a championship, but we'll give Sa- you salary match doesn't work. They have well, to unload like a like a lot of lot. They they have to do a sign and trade for Marcus Smart basically, yeah. or like having like a lot of I, I don't think I really don't think that Boston will likely trade like I don't know how how valuable is I know how valuable is Kyrie but like the opportunity to have like switchy bodies uh, all over your mm-hmm. roster is much more uh, the, the path that they are following last offer Philadelphia yeah um, they can they can give up uh, Sharich uh, Covington and Markel Fultz Mm-hmm. And that is so interesting as well. Tenth pick, like, too. I cannot decide. Per- play. Mm, it's it's enough. I mean, Fools Fools showed. I, I mean, Fools showed a bunch of stuff that I really loved uh, yeah. at the end of last season. Sure. So, um, probably if you are Kawhi, you you hope to go to Philly. Yeah. And if you are the Spurs, uh, if they surrender, even like. Um, even the, the 10th pick, then that becomes probably the best offer out there. Yeah. And the question would be, are they willing to do all of that to get Kawhi? Yeah. And then, but then if you're Philly, then your pitch to LeBron is, it's crazy, right? But you don't have, like, yeah, you can, yeah, you can sign him. Yes. I mean, yes, Philadelphia then. It's my answer to your question. Who's, what's, <laughs> what's the most? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't thought that they can sign Kawhi and LeBron James. Well, yeah, because you're just trading what you already have and you still yeah. have that space. They probably have the space. I don't, I, I have to check, but they can clear up mm. max space. And then, yes. like, you could also, like, if LeBron is, giving you some kind of commitment, then you deal Jared Bayless with the 10th pick to somebody. Yeah. Or a future asset. I mean, they have, they've got plenty. Well, that, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That team will be crazy scary. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they'll have like uh Kawhi as their shooting guard. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, you Simmons, Kawhi, LeBron are your, like, that's who you, you start with Joel Embiid yeah. and then, if you deal away Sharich, then you go find somebody to play that spot. But I mean, yeah. it's 
it's insane. Or you go find a shooting guard, just find a guy that can shoot it. But it's, I mean, that's a possibility. Everyone dreams about the Lakers thing, which is real. Like the LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George thing, as much as people don't want to believe is real. Like it's a, it's a real possibility if San Antonio is willing to deal with the Lakers. And that's a big if, you know, until, until it happens. There's an issue to me though. Um, salary-wise, if they want to do the trio, they have to trade Luol Deng in someone else's space. Right. And most likely, if they want to do that, Paul George has to stay in this contract. Yeah. Because it's much, much more easy. And so you have to convince the Thunder that to, to take Luol Deng, and so you have to give them a bunch of assets. And you have to convince San Antonio or the Thunder, one of the two, uh, to get um, Randall in a sign-and-trade to match the salaries. Mm-hmm. So you have to do two trades. It's not easy. Or you have to, or you do the Kawhi trade, and then you have to convince Paul George to take less than the max. Yeah. With Philly out there showing, showcasing, showcasing to him uh, how good the fit is. Or with OKC there, uh, the Tell, they'll tell him, I'll, we'll give you like five years on the spot, 200 millions and we trade bonus and no, no, no trade close if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's hard. It's hard to, to take less money. Um, yeah. if you have like a good brain and if you, you're not named Kevin Durant properly, <laughs> if you have a good brain, oh, sorry, it's, it's, that's a great it's not quote. A problem. It's not an English. Hey, uh, you know what? Everyone who has a good brain, you know what they do? Yeah, they go to Andy Frozen Custer. They go to Andy's Frozen Custer. That's right. Go to Andy's. I'm serious about this Blackberry Concrete. You've probably seen me tweet about it. It is so good. If you are blessed enough to live in an area like Oklahoma City, Dallas, up in Springfield, Missouri, there's a ton um, throughout the country. Somebody in Phoenix got one. Uh, you've got to go because it is so delicious. Uh, you can also get, they have a ton of other custom concretes that can be made. I have their triple chocolate concrete. They have their mint chip concrete, which is very, very good. Uh, you've got to go check out Andy's. Their custard is made hour by hour. It's fresh. It's unreal. Please go support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's frozen custard. I also have a big prize package from Andy's. If you win the draft contest, so enter in, all you have to do is sign in with your email address, do your own mock draft. Heck, just copy what ESPN has submitted and see what happens. So you could win a prize package from Andy's. Uh, Okay, let's go to the next question I have. You need to pick one of the bridges. Let's say you're, I don't even care what team you're on. I want you to pick a bridges. Pick one. Myers. Miles by, by, by um, quite a lot. By how many miles? By lots of miles? <laughs> Man, I, uh, I agree. Like the more I watch and look at Miles Bridges, like that dude is going to be good. Like he, yes. I just really think that his, I don't know, he, he can shoot it. He's got a big body. He's going to be able to switch some on defense. Uh, and I feel like at worst, like he's a scorer off your bench. Um, but at best, like he's a starting forward in this league, uh, and he's got good length. He's got good athleticism and he can shoot it. And I understand the infatuation with Mikhail, but I'm also, I don't know. I'm probably more down on him than I was a few weeks ago. You know what? I 
came back to um, uh, to Michael Bridges, um, and I evaluate again the fact that he he was playing in a full space a spade uh, offense um, with a very very interesting system, and basically he he was the the, the system was perfect for him. Yeah. So he played in the best situation for him. And then you look at them at Michigan State, who had zero spacing whatsoever, um, or close to zero. You mean Michigan? And Miles, yeah. Mich- uh, what, what did I say? Michigan State. Uh, oh no, no, no! You're right. It was Michigan State. I'm thinking wrong. Yeah. You're thinking right. Move on. Okay, <laughs> Michigan State. Yeah. So yeah, Iso didn't have any um, good spacer to put um, like. Reasonable, in a reasonable time on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jaron Jackson was a spacer and he was shooting like 30, um, low 30s or mid 30s. So, yeah. um, and Miles Bridges um, was still, um, still had like good percentage from three. Sure. And, and he can shoot off the bounce. He can move um, off screens. Like he's a complete player who was playing in a system that didn't um, make him, like didn't showcase him. And so I think that you have to evaluate, uh, you have to give him a bit more uh, trust uh, that he will be able um, to to show more uh, in a spaced offense with more space. He's good at attacking closeouts. And mm-hmm. if you have a guy uh, like a 6'8", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", whatever, uh, athletic that can attack closeouts and shoot the ball particularly well, you have a very, very good wing. And the the difference athletically from the two is is quite big. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, I'll take this. Yeah, and they've got like a 40-pound difference between the two of them. They're both about the same height. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think that Mikhail is probably... He's probably a better shooter, but maybe... I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. Like what, what you said, that there's no space. And so... Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to look at Miguel Bridges' game and watch him and say, like, oh, I see exactly where he fits in the NBA. Um, yes. But with a lot of these guys, like a Miles Bridges, even Jaron Jackson and Bamba and, you know, the the Duke Biggs and even Aiton, and you're like, Ugh. like you kind of have to try to, in, you have to project and envision what they could be at the NBA level because the college game just hid i feel like it hid so many of the things that these guys could be good or bad um and so but with mikhail like you're just like it's there like they it's it's the easiest ncaa team to watch in in my Mm -hmm. mind just because it's the the closest thing to like a nba level of offense um but still you just don't like these other guys have mystery behind them. I don't think Mikhail has much of a mystery behind it, but I, I do think that he's a great fit for what Philly would want to do just because you just plug him. Yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. I don't say, I'm not saying that Mikhail Bridges will not be, I, I think that I have more trust that Mikhail will be uh, a 12, 15 years uh, guy in the NBA um, shooting from the bench or in a starting five. Mm-hmm. I just think that Miles, I trust Miles enough to bet on his ceiling. Yeah, no, I agree. He's got a higher ceiling. I feel like he's, I feel like he could go to even an Orlando or Chicago and and he could become a more than what Mikel could be. But if you, 
let's say you're Philly. Who do you, who do you, which one do you take? Miles or Mikel? I think you take Miles anyway. Okay. I think that Mikel has a very, very good and simple fit there. Uh, but Miles can give you much more uh, yeah. in terms of uh, overall game. I think that like the fit with Mikel is seamless. But since you can, if you're Philly, you can bet uh, on that. Yeah, you can dream a little bit. Miles is dropping in a lot of mock drafts and it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, next question. You can only pick one and it's Michael Porter Jr. or Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't, I don't blink. Uh, <laughs> um, if I have, if I'm a GM, um, in my tiers, I have uh, Doncic first. Aiton mm-hmm. second, and then I have Trey Young in, in the third uh, tier. To me, Trey is like the floor is incredibly low. Um, it's quite low. I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's incredibly low. I think he has like a higher a floor than Bamba, for example. Yeah. Um, but I want to bet on a guy like Trey. I don't care if I lose uh, the bet. Uh, I think. Um, that, that kind of shooting, uh, which is to me not on full display uh, at Oklahoma, and in terms of results, because he like he took a lot, a lot of shots, but the percentage were like 35, 36. I think he's more of a 40% shooter uh, than what um, than a 36% shooter. Mm-hmm. And today, I was uh, listening to Sam Vecini podcast, um, the last one, um, where he said that if Trey can work on his body, uh, especially on an endurance, then he will be uh, probably uh, a safe pick in, in the sense of like he can be your shooter off the bench and he'll, he'll have a role anyway. Um, the question is, can he sustain um, a full NBA season? This, yeah. the, the season in Oklahoma can, say, can, can lead you to say no, but on the other hand, he never had the opportunity to train uh, as the uh, NBA players um, regularly do. So to me, it's Trey Young. I'm too scared about Porter um, attitude, um, uh, the the back issues, uh, the hip issues, and the fact that I don't really have a way to evaluate uh, besides the few clips that I saw. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I I don't have the tools to evaluate. Instead, I have plenty of evidence that I like Trey Young uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trey drops in this ultimate grade A mock draft for ESPN. He falls all the way to nine with yeah. with Gilgis Alexander going before him. I don't 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 agree with that. I don't know why a team like um, Dallas, Chicago, Orlando. I mean, well, the Cavaliers, who they have taking Shea at that spot. Like why would you just take Trey why? Young? Why I don't know. I, I don't understand that. Maybe maybe they know something uh, that we don't know, mm-hmm. or maybe they are just wrong. <laughs> that happens right. uh, as well. Yeah. Um, okay. You think Trey Young's the best point guard in this draft? Yes. Yes. Who's the Who's the second best point guard in this draft? Um. That's a good question. Um, can we discount for a second 
the fact that Colin Sexton may be just out of the league because he's crazy, like completely <laughs> crazy. Uh, and he's yeah. not like Colin Sexton is not a very good point guard in the like real um, sense. Like he's not a very unselfish passer or a good passer. Right. He's so good with the ball in his hand and he can like destroy you with just pure will um, that I trust the fact that he can learn. But with, with Colin Saxon, the landing spot is extremely important. Like the first two years of his career will tell us if Sexton will be a player or just a Europe guy. Yeah. Um, because with Sexton, like you have that kind of floor and it's 50, 50. But if you, if you bet on the fact that he will tear you apart every time he plays and he will himself to be the best player on his team wherever he goes, then he can do that. And so I'm leaning towards Sexton. Uh, in terms of uh, Alexander, I think that he has the best, um, one of the best handles, uh, even if it's a weird one. He has the long strides. He can really play the point, even if like he he's not a full point guard. Um but probably, like, I was forgetting that Doncic is the best point guard of this draft. Yeah, I was, a, I was about to bring that up. Like, well, let's, yeah, let's take Doncic yes. and Trey Young out of it. Because that's no, where no. I feel like, like, I love both of those guys as prospects. And so, yeah. but then it's after that. It's like, ugh, like, I don't, I don't know if there's another like, it's probably starting, starting point guard in this league. No, no. Alexander is more, he, he can play, like, a combo guard role. Yeah, he could be a guy that could be in somebody's top eight for the next 15 years and i wouldn't be shocked just because mm-hmm. he's got a, a really wide skill set and yeah. he's and he's a really i don't know he's an intriguing player i just don't know if he can be like the lead guy on a team but i could see yeah. him being just a and i've said this before like a like a better shooting sean livingston yeah you know yeah that's that's just, a good comp yeah um okay Next question, Zaire Smith or Lonnie Walker? Um, Lonnie Walker. Okay. Lonnie Walker, I I know that uh, you are not on me with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not with me uh, on this, but um, I think that Lonnie Walker has a decent chance to be um, a better... He's a better athlete uh, in terms of length. It's not a better athlete, athlete in terms of explosiveness, but his body, uh, yeah. he's more suited to the NBA. Sure. And and I I I, re- I again I heard Sam talking about Lonnie shots, and I rewatch a hundred of clips, and that shot will translate. I mean, I'm confident that it will. And defensively, he is okay, and more than okay in Miami. And I think that he will be better in the NBA. And so, with there, I'm really concerned about the size. Yeah, it's a concern, certainly. Yeah. And if he can't shoot, who is Zaire Smith? Like, what does he do at the next yeah. level? It, it it will take a while. Like Zaire Smith will not be to me a starter until probably if he if he if he ends up being a starter, it will take time. He's yeah. young and he will need to develop a lot. And and again, where it where it goes, really, really important. So Walker is 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 to be honest, the safe bet. 
Yeah. No, I get it. Like he's a, like you can see his, where he's going in the NBA. Like he's going to be a yeah. wing. He's going to shoot it. And if he yeah. gets in the right system and they teach him how to defend, he's going to be awesome. Cause he's got all of like the, the tools there to become that yeah. guy. And yeah. Zyre is like, he's going to succeed based on his own tenacity and his own, whatever he's got in him, basically. Like yeah. similar to like what Russell Westbrook had to do to become the guy that yeah. he is. Um, and it's going to take a good fit for Smith too. Like he's going to have to go to the right team. Um, I don't know. He's, I love him just because he plays, you know, every single play all out. Yeah. And yeah. he's yeah. super yeah. fun, but I can see the concerns and it's basically, are you going with a guy that you feel like is going to, succeed in the NBA because of his tenacity or are you going to go with a guy who has like all the tools that you would want? He can shoot it. He's got the body. He's got the length. He's got the athleticism and he can probably play the two and the three. And, and there's a, and I get it. Like I get why Lonnie Walker is consensus, you know, above where Smith is. I think that you're pressed to find a mock draft that has Lonnie Walker going after Zaire Smith, but um, there's just something about Zaire Smith that I love. Uh, I just, I just think that if he goes to the right scenario, he can be really successful. Um, but I get the Lonnie Walker, uh, pick. Okay. Uh, two more questions and then we'll go best, yeah. best player in five years. Um, Luka Doncic. Okay. Rookie of the year. Trey Young. Okay. Where do, you that's, think, that's, where do you think Trey will go? That's not going to happen. Um, what if Trey Young goes to... If Trey Young goes to Atlanta and he's the guy in Atlanta, which is possible so. because they could mm-hmm. trade Dennis Schroeder and get... Mm-hmm. I don't know. If they just want to <laughs> get like a pick in the in the middle, middle of the draft. You know? It depends. Is Jerry Ramsey the um, GM of the other team? If so, then probably a very, very high pick because he loves him. But, yeah, uh, you could, that's true, Jerry. You could get a uh, if Jerry Ramsey was the uh, Sacramento GM, you could just have pick two and three if you're Atlanta. <laughs> um, maybe not that much, but uh, you can get like uh, a late, for, uh, like a um, late lottery first round, which. I know. I don't know. Um, to me, it's 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 maybe a first round pick. Maybe if, if you're Phoenix, would you trade sixteen for for him? If you take eight, uh, no. Uh, if I am Chicago, Chicago, I'll probably trade a twenty second. Yeah, you have so many point guards still in Chicago. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> I was so wrong on Dan. But anyway, um, Trey, I hope he goes to Dallas. I don't know why, but I think that the two-point guard system of Carlisle will work extremely well. Yeah. And I don't care. I mean, if you if you think that um, Dennis Smith Jr. is your guy, then maybe you don't do that because that will piss him off probably a bit. Um, but if you think that they can play together uh, with like no defense at all because they will not play any defense uh, and try to unleash the double point guard unit. That shooting that that Trey can provide is alluring in Dallas. Certainly. 
Um, what do you think Paul George is going to do? I don't know, and I am not going to answer this. <laughs> I just thought I'd spring it on you just to see what you would do. <laughs> um, I think he will start. I, I, I think, I don't know. Uh, I think he will not go to the Lakers so that uh, he will go. Oh. I don't know. I don't okay. know, Andrew. I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I hope he gives OKC another season Yeah, because they can build a lot of things. And who knows? LeBron, where's LeBron go? Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. Um, Philly, let's go Philly. I, I, I already have no idea. <laughs> I know, like, nobody knows. It's just all, it's all guesswork at this point. Yeah, and which makes no sense because they just said that Paul George would go to the Lakers and he will go there just if LeBron is there. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Oh, you said he will go to the Lakers. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't even remember what I said. I thought uh, you said he won't go. I thought you said he won't go to the Lakers. Yeah, probably said I said that. Then yes, it's, cons- it's, it's at least consistent. I don't. I have no idea. I. Uh, I, I it's hate fascinating. And and we and we could have clarity Thursday with what's going to happen. Like it's it's possible that Thursday yeah. comes and there is a trade that happens. Like if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, then I think as an Oklahoma City fan, you have to be pretty concerned as to what, as it to what's going to happen. What they get. Uh, yeah, if they get just good players, then no. Well, I have to see. I have to see that they uh, they trade away uh, Luol Deng, or they make space for all them. Yeah, that Deng, that Luol Deng contract. Like everyone's just like you just throw, you know, Ingram, and you throw Luol Deng, and like it just doesn't. It's not that easy. But uh, Michele, thanks for coming on the show today. Follow Michele on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. Please come to our draft party on Thursday at Anthem Brewing in downtown Oklahoma City. It's going to be super fun. Uh, and then make sure that you enter in your own mock draft, downtodunk.com. Leave us a five-star iTunes review. A lot of you have done that, and that means a lot to us. It's an easy way to support us uh, for free. Also, go eat Andy's frozen custard. It's a way to support us that costs money, but you won't even be thinking about money when you bite that frozen custard because it's so good. Uh, Again, thanks to Michele, and we'll talk to you guys again Wednesday with Alex Spears. (laughs) 